it's not your client's job to find you. It's your job to be so visible with your solution and your, your big heart that they can't help but trip over you. How you see yourself dictates how you show up in the world. Welcome to Be Bold Branding, where we discuss the power of differentiating yourself through your own unique story and standout personal brand. Have you ever asked yourself, how can I take a real vacation without everything falling apart? Well, you'll be as thrilled as we are today to welcome our guest, Fabienne Fredrickson. She has mentored thousands of women whose lives have been stretched too thin and helped them to grow and scale their businesses, earning them tens of millions while increasing their time off to enjoy lives they love. Her revolutionary book on this topic is called The Leveraged Business. And today we're going to learn more about Fabienne's story. Welcome to Be Bold Branding. Thank you. So delighted to be with you both. Yes, we're very happy to have you on today. And you're hailing from uh, Paris, France today. Yes, I've that's, been living here for six, six plus years. That's awesome. That's really good. I'd like to first touch on the fact that you talk about a bold heart, which really speaks to us at Be Bold Branding, of course. And in fact, your business is boldheart.com. You want to expand upon why and where you came up with that name? Yes. I used to teach just straight client attraction and I started, you know, after a while, it wasn't just teaching people how to get clients. It was teaching people how to scale to a million. And what I realized after almost 20 years of working with tens of thousands of women, it wasn't just about the strategy, you guys. It was about being courageous. It was about taking your ear and putting it on your heart and listening really hard what do you want your impact to be? What do you want your life to be, your legacy? What do you want your earnings to be? But most importantly, what is your reason for wanting to grow to a million or more in your business? And once you take your ear to your heart and listen hard and you get that big why, then it's about boldly going after it, being unapologetic, but with heart. And so it's this combination of feminine, which is listening to your heart and masculine, which is boldly going after what you want. And I really believe that everything that works well in, in this world um, is a combination of the feminine and the masculine, the bold and the heart. So there you have it. Very eloquently put too. And I, I agree with you a thousand percent on the, that. And I really think that it's cool to get to the source. We say it all the time, right? Know your why. But that can be cliche if you're not really doing like you said and taking your ear and putting it on your heart and really doing the study of what's driving you to do this. What is that thing that's driving you? And then we can get there, but we've got to identify that first. Did I say that right? Yeah, exactly. And I think if, if it's just about, hey, let's accumulate money and let's get, you know, four Lamborghinis in your driveway. When the tough times hit, when the bumps in the road, when the dark nights of the soul show up, you might just say, you know what, it's not actually worth all this because successful entrepreneurship has a whole bunch of dark nights of the soul. And if there's a <laughs> big there's this like deep reason for doing this, a reason for being, it gets you past those dark nights of the soul and those bumps in the road, because you say, this isn't just about me. It's about 
what I'm here to do, how I'm here to help people, how I'm here to be a catalyst or leave a legacy. And that will get you up even when you don't want to get up in the morning and just like mm-hmm. get you at your desk and <laughs> let's get to work. <laughs> That's so true. And you know, a lot of people come to us, you know, when it comes to personal branding and they say, okay, it's not about the money for me, not about the money. It's about all of these things. And I absolutely believe that, but you and I both know, (laughs) and lots of others out there listening that without the money that comes with that, without really exchanging and putting your best out there in as short a time frame as you possibly can to earn it's very, very difficult to help yourself and to help others in that way. And so I want to frame this question a little bit. We do personal branding and we talk a lot about changing how you're seen so you can charge what you're worth. But we know the real magic is in really someone's personal brand actually changing the way they see themselves. So when you work with someone, Fabienne, how much of what they struggle with is how they see themselves? I'd have to say that it's about 95%. Let me explain why. When I first started being, and I won't, I mean, you can label me a business coach just for like, you know, fun. Um, I do way more than that after 21 years. But when I was just doing straight strategy and client attraction, I would give a person the whole, you know, the, the map. This is, this is, this, I would just give them everything. And one person would take it and run, you know, off to the races and she'd implement it and she'd get to a hundred K a year and, and then a hundred K a month. I give the exact same strategy perfectly fitted to another person. And she would have beliefs about herself and her capabilities. She would have beliefs around rich and successful people, entrepreneurs, marketers, you know, all of that. And what it came down to, I realized, and so she wouldn't go, she would, you know, question and uh, doubt, and she wouldn't implement the same thing that got another person, same situation to making a million or more a year. What it, what it came down to was identity, self-identity. And here's what I mean, how you see yourself dictates how you show up in the world. And I know I'm preaching to the choir because you guys know this, but perhaps it's good for anybody else who's listening. Absolutely. Really value the work that you guys do. I speak to 98, 99% women. So if I say women, it applies to everybody. It's just my natural way of, of speaking in the world. But when a woman sees herself as a six or seven figure business owner, whether it's her website, whether it's her personal appearance, whether it's her materials, her intros, outros of her videos, whatever it is, if she sees herself at seven figures from all this exterior thing, she'll, she'll show up. And if she sees herself inside as not then she won't go and implement the things that will take her. Are you on the same page with me around that? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. So if you understand that identity is actually subconscious, people take actions from their subconscious rather than their conscious minds. Perhaps you're aware of this too. So whenever somebody is not going for bigger numbers, not stepping up on that stage, not creating that podcast or writing that book or, or, or increasing their rates, it has to do with 
the fact that their identity is saying something different than their goals. And when we change the interior identity, that's my job, and the exterior identity, which is probably your job, then we're, like I said, off to the races. Mm-hmm. So true. So true. And even in what we do, it, most people think like it is, you know, the outward kind of appearance, it starts on the inside, right? Mm-hmm. It really does. So we run into a lot of that as well, where therapists, as much as we are, you know, um, branders, yeah. because it is part of the branding process. It's like part of the coaching process when you're trying to help women, you know, break that glass ceiling. That's what we all face. And it's really important. And I've enjoyed doing that over all these years. Mm-hmm. In doing that, you're, you're taking somebody from what their first few years of life have shaped their identity to be. And you give them an entirely different view of themselves of what their possibility potential is. And it's extremely powerful. And then she can step up, he can step up to do world-class work as opposed to what they picked up in the first few years of their life. Yeah. And dispelling those lies that we tell ourselves, I think, is a big part of that, right? Was there a specific event or a person in your life that shaped, you know, how you even went into this direction to help people and resulted in what you're doing in now? My father was a marketer. He had a brilliant marketing mind. And I it's not a surprise that my sister and I both are in marketing because he always had us look at. So listen, our world celebrates people who build a better mousetrap. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you will, but not people who market a better mouse. <laughs> right? Marketers are seen as sleazy, um, inauthentic thieves who try to pull the wool and all that. But what he always taught me was that when you do heart-based marketing, you're actually doing, I'm just going to say something totally crazy, you guys, but this is how I speak to my audience. You're actually doing divine work. I'll explain. Okay. When you have, let's say a better mousetrap, that's a terrible example, but when you have a way of providing a solution to somebody who desperately needs this solution, but they don't know you exist, you're actually doing your entire audience of legions of people a disservice by not getting out there. In marketing, I believe, and he taught me this, that it's not your client's job to find you. It's your job to be so visible with your solution and your your big heart that they can't help but trip over you. Mm -hmm. And when the right marketing says, I see you, this is who you are. This is what you struggle with. This is what you dream of. But right now, everything you're doing is not getting you there. It doesn't have to be this way. Here's how it can look instead. And you come from a place of like big heart and giving and results in advance. Like one of the things we do is always look at how can we give in our marketing results in advance so that people say, oh my gosh, she's giving me all these results and I'm not even in her program yet. I can't imagine what, like how amazing it'll be. When you approach marketing like that, you're doing divine work. Mm -hmm. I like it. I love that. Love that thought process. 
Yeah. I love that quote by Marianne Williamson, and I can't say it uh, verbatim and I don't have it up in front of me, but you know, the one where she talks about our greatest fears are the light that we have inside of us and we don't show it. But but when we do, and when we overcome those fears and we show that light, we give permission to everybody around us to have that light also. Yeah. And, who are and, you not to be brilliant, beautiful, powerful? Who are, you know, who are you not to be? Yes. Who are yeah. you not who to be? Who are you not to you be? You are a child of God. Yeah. I love it. And we feel the same way. And, you know, eternal optimist, I always have been, I don't know why, I don't, I guess I was just sort of born that way and, you know, had, had our ups and downs, but, uh, but always find a silver lining and believe this, it's possible for anybody that believes in what they do. But I really like the way you put it because you have to do that inner work first and find, okay, let's, let's dispel these myths. Let's dispel these lies that your subconscious is telling yourself. And, you know, and, and so we can move forward and achieve those things that you called to do. Well, let's, let's go this direction for just a moment. Since we talked about, you know, divine and which we are both huge believers in, if you do work with a huge, bold heart, you are doing divine things in this world. So, there are some universal laws and some spiritual laws. Okay. So what are each of those laws when it comes to making good money and how can we use those in uncertain times, which some people would argue we're in now? Well, there are, you know, dozens and dozens of universal laws. It would, it would take <laughs> days to go of through course. all of them. But yeah, and you've heard some of them and they're not necessarily rocket science, but it's about living them. Okay. So again, I used to teach straight marketing until I realized that mindset is 95% of the game. The book that I wrote, The Leveraged Business, is actually 100% mindset shifts that need to be done first. Here's why. They're all based on the principle of getting yourself mindset wise to the place where you can show up in the world in the way that has you create the results that you say you want. One of the universal laws that you've all heard of is the law of cause and effect. You've heard the law of attraction, but you may not have heard of the law of circulation, the law of uh, diminishing intent, all of these things. Let me explain one of them. For example, the law of circulation states that whatever you put out there in the world comes back to you, let's say twofold to tenfold, but what you put out there doesn't necessarily come back from the person that you gave it to in the first place. So for example, this book, people say, why are you giving this book away for free? Is there some manipulative thing in there? And I say, here's the deal. If you can give, if I can give results in advance by putting this book out there, and there's a woman who may never work with me. She was from the Netherlands. She, I saw her on an event that I did on Zoom a few weeks ago. She said, it took my business from 80,000 a year to 500,000, a half a million by just reading your book. doesn't sound like she's going to be in my program. That's cool too. But just her saying that has brought other people there. Do you see what I'm saying? So in your wonderful podcast, you're providing value every day. The person who's listening to it might not be the one who, let's say, decides to hire, but she may tell four other people. This is this law of circulation is one of the ways that you can start seeing that there's abundance everywhere. Um, another piece of the law of circulation is that if you hold on to your money too tight, right? If you clench a fist like this right now, I don't know if you can see this, but there's these white knuckles, right? The money can't go out, but the money can't go in either. Mm -hmm. 
And, and if you, it's like putting your foot on water hose. Yeah, sure. If you're not going to invest in yourself or your business, or even a charity or philanthropy, no money can come back in energetically. And I understand that in what many can call economic, what, what, what did we call it just a moment ago? Uncertain um, times. Uncertain times. It's, it's very um, easy to say, well, I need to just like fold back and not invest. And what I have realized is that lack energy begets more lack. And if you can find a way, even if it's not with money, but with uh, your time or with your thinking, get out there in a big way and give even more, you will find that those who advance others, whether for money or not, are always the ones who get advanced. So if you think about one example of universal laws is in the book, um, the science of getting rich by Wallace Waddles. And I know that a lot of people don't love the word rich, especially when we're talking in terms of times of uncertainty, but when you can get your mindset to realize that we live in very abundant times, even when times are uncertain and you lock in with that energy and you're looking for the opportunity everywhere, you will see that there is opportunity everywhere. Now it might have shifted. Maybe you need to create a new program or, or market a little bit more or give more stuff away for free, understanding that people go where they get value. Um, but the science of getting rich chapter 14 talks about the impression of increase. And when you are seen as someone who gives increase to everybody around you, whether paid or not, people go where they can get increase. So naturally they will come to you. Now, I don't know if I'm talking in too, too much theory, but basically when you align with the universal law of increase everyone around you, even before you are paid, you will be paid no matter what's going on in the economy, no matter, there are people who have always thrived, always, always thrived, no matter what the times are, not what, what the, the NASDAQ says, um, <laughs> it's all about just showing up from this place of abundance first. Yeah, I could not agree with you more. And in fact, I had my sales meeting this morning at 9 a.m. Every Monday we have a, a sales meeting and I'm talking about the exact same thing. If people will get hung up on uncertain times. There's always uncertainty. <laughs> and yeah. I'll be 50 in, uh, in next February and I've never seen a time that wasn't uncertain uh, from the time I was a kid till now. And it, it'll always be there. I ignore it because I believe like you do, there's abundance everywhere. And you got a sort of Dr. Wayne Dyer, it, right? Which is one of her favorite quotes, change the way you look at things and the things you look at change. Abundance is absolutely everywhere. And, 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 I, and I get that somebody could listen to this and say, well, you're privileged and you have this and you have that granted. But these universal laws, the one that you're look, you're speaking of right now, of look for the abundance everywhere is available to everyone. Mm -hmm. it's by changing how you look at life, instead of saying, there is no abundance in my life, <laughs> there is no money, my clients don't have money, there will always be somebody with money, just shift how you look at the situation. Yes, love that. Great takeaways today, mm -hmm. by the way. So thank you so much for that. What would you say is the boldest move you've ever made in your career? There's been several. In 2007, I stopped taking private clients and I said, I'm doing masterminds. 
and my identity hadn't caught up with my goals. So I wasn't signing up people and my, my income spiraled and I had to work on my, my mindset to start to believe that people would want me without me holding their hand and doing it for them. And once I worked on that, that was a really bold move because I was making good money doing just private coaching and nothing else. And that following year was the first year I made a million in my business in 2008. And you remember what was happening in 2008, the financial. Oh, yeah. Sure do. That was a bold move. A bold move was moving to, to France six years ago. And all my clients, like hundreds of clients in the U.S., my team was in the U.S., everything was in the U.S. But we're, you know, we're moving to Paris for one year. Why? Because we want to try it. And so I had to re-engineer my entire business. You guys, I was scared. And my kids were saying, why are you doing this to us? And, and, <laughs> and what I realized is that you get to have it all, whatever all means to you. And it's different for everybody. And you have to have a bold heart. So what did, I, what did my husband and I want to do? We wanted to live one year in, in France. And we had to boldly reverse engineer, like strategically reverse engineer and take these bold actions. And then during COVID, instead of me flying to the U.S., five weeks a year, I said, we're permanently staying in France and we are going to become a hundred percent virtual company from this moment forward. And that was bold, you guys, because 10% mm -hmm. of our clients said, this is not what I paid for. And that was like, that was tough to really question yeah. my decision. I had to question my decision so many times throughout my career. If we're looking for a takeaway here, it really is about having, it's two things. Uh, I call it pray and move your feet. Pray is, you, you could look at it as like, pray like, you know, this, you know, dear God, but it's more like, for me, it was more like pray was to stay in belief and in faith that I could do this successfully, despite people saying you can't do this, despite right. people saying this is absolutely crazy, you're going to lose all your clients. Um, and then the move your feet is to boldly and courageously show up and take every action that would make this a success. And so this combination of pray and move your feet, which again, the way I see it is masculine, feminine, right? Mm -hmm. so not that praying is feminine, but that more like intuition, faith, going within that being the change that I wanted to see in my life. And then like, hustle, 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 let's go. <laughs> move your feet, up. right? What's that? <laughs> move your feet. Yeah, move your feet and make it happen. Don't just sit on the sofa and you know wish for the for the changes to be made. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. We have a somewhat similar story, Fabian, because I in 2013 realized that company that I was running was able to help everybody, right? It's like, oh, we can do this and we can do this. And that was a result of coming out of the great debacle, as Michael calls it, the great mortgage debacle. And then you realized, oh my gosh, you know, I'm doing I'm spread too thin, just what your book talks about, right? And what you help people with. I was spread too thin, headed in the wrong directions. And that's when I realized, okay, I want to do something I'm very passionate about. And I knew if I did that, I'd lose about 80% of my clientele almost overnight. And I did. Wow. And guess what? That next year, my business more than doubled. Wow. 
because it was a big, yes, thank you. (laughs) It was a big thing, but I realized at the moment, you know, what were we about? We differentiation, right? And when I'm sitting at my desk and I can do business with anybody, there's nothing different about that. There's Mm -hmm. nothing special about that. I wanted to be unique. I wanted to have a company that did great things for people and helping them realize their own specialness, right? And their own differentiation. And then the whole moving your feet part, it was a tough time. So every time I started to get down and think, I don't know if I can make it through this change. I forced myself to go to my closet, put my tennis shoes on and go for a walk, literally move my feet. And it cleared my head. I found that every single time I went for a walk, I came back with the answer. Mm -hmm. It was incredible, incredible. So I identify with all these things you're saying. And I know that what you're teaching is helping a whole lot of people. As you were saying, I hope you didn't mind. I grabbed a copy of my book, The Leveraged Business. And I don't know if I, we read the subtitle, but it's how you can go from overwhelmed at six figures to seven figures and gain your life back. And I flipped to the differentiation chapter, which is chapter seven. Oh, nice. And, and so I want, I just want to read this like one thing that absolutely goes to what you were saying. The objective of this activator that will get you to seven figure, a million in your business or multiple millions a year is to become untouchable in your industry by differentiating your offerings so much that clients stay for years. They they get results that and they feel what they can't get elsewhere. And this is exactly what you were doing by positioning yourself in the marketplace in a way that other people aren't doing. And that is one of the eight things that you really need to be bold enough to do to to be at multiple millions a year for for 15 or more years. I could not agree more. Yeah, I could not agree more. You know, I'm in the real estate business and uh, it's predominantly women uh, that work in that craft. And uh, I deal with a lot of them. And I teach this the same as you do all the time. I'm like, look, if you get into this business and you think, okay, I'm just going to help people buy a house or sell a house and I'm going to make a commission, you need to get out of this business. And like, and then I tell them, if you got in this business because you watch too much HGTV and it's glamorous looking, you need to get out of this business. But if you got into this business because you love houses and you love people and you love turning houses into homes, you're going to be great at this business because you need to approach everybody with that helpful attitude. I love houses. I will answer your question whether you use me or not. I will answer your questions. I will put out good content, whether or not you ever call upon me to help you with that. And if you would do that with everybody, more people than you can get to will line up in front of your door. I want to work with you. I want to work with you. I want to work. It's like you said, I really like that principle that you give it out there and it probably won't come back from the person you're actually giving that gift to, but it will come back in droves. Totally believe that. It's an energy. It is. You come with your cup is overflowing. People are so attracted to that versus, you know, when somebody is so desperate to get your business that they need you more uh, than you need them. They're coming from a glass totally empty. It's like, and you don't, you don't want to hire them. So it's like that overflowing abundance of generosity. People are attracted to that like crazy. Yeah, they are. Yeah. And I think because it's rare, you know, it's because you're living with a successful mindset, even before you see the benefit of those results. 
And but you have to live with that faith constantly. And there are times, like you said, the dark nights. I mean, there's you know, everybody's got a doubt that creeps in. You have to push it away and go, that's ridiculous. I know better than that, and continue to live with that faith that the abundance is on your side. It's easy to have faith when the times are good, right? Yeah. Everybody has faith when the times are good. That's, That's so true. <laughs> real faith when, whoa, whoa, this is like getting uncomfortable. That's when, if you can dig deep, I know the show is not about faith, but but faith in business is a big part of staying. If you're in business, you've had faith somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> or you better have. Right? <laughs> Prepare to have faith. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, um, we asked this question of everybody on our show. If our listeners have the freedom to visit anywhere in the world, what place would you recommend to them to visit and why? Okay, this is probably not the answer that you're looking for, but part of what I teach our members about getting to a million, um, I usually help them in three to five years. And it's, it's not about the money. It's about having it all. And there's a big controversy right now. You know, I love Oprah, but there's one thing I don't agree with. I love you, Oprah. But she says, well, I don't believe you can have it all, at least not at the same time. And I'll disagree. And I'll turn it back around to, to answer your question. I believe you can have it all, whatever all means to you. So for me, I really wanted to live in France. And we now have a house in Provence as well. And that is the place that I believe I want to, and my husband and my kids want to be in. But for you, that's not going to be the same place. My all isn't your all. So what I hope this doesn't sound cheesy in any way, but the place I'd like for people listening to visit is the place that has them be the fullest expression of who they are. And for some people, it's in the mountains. And some people, it's traveling around the world. And for some people, it's at their church. And some people, it's building houses for people who don't. Like, whatever is the place that makes you come alive to to fully be who the divine wants you to be, to whatever level of happiness, uh, the, the top level of happiness, that's where I believe you should be. And the reason I bring this up, guys, is that Somehow in the society, we are waiting till retirement to be where we want to live, right? And I'm thinking, why not live where you vacation constantly? Why not go where you are so deeply fulfilled and happy on a continuous basis? So it may not be the answer that you were expecting, but it's going back to taking your ear to your heart and and listening hard to where am I the happiest and most fulfilled? Why don't I go there more often? Why don't I live there? Why don't I stay there and find a way to boldly make that happen? I like that answer. I love it. I, I think like it's the answer. best one we've received yet. Yeah, we, we live that way. We, uh, Tanya and I love the mountains. And so last year we bought a place in the mountains and, uh, you know, now we, we, we can't wait to get back there every time, you know, it's, yeah. so I, we believe a hundred percent the same way you do. And, uh, where are you charged the most? And that's why we ask our, each one of our guests that question and we get all kinds of answers, you know, sometimes specific places. And sometimes the funny ones are when they're like, Hey, uh, I've never been anywhere. So I don't know how to answer this question. <laughs> One guy said, I've never been out of it. I've never, what do you say? I've never been out of the South yeah, or something. Yeah. 
That's okay. What's your favorite okay place in the too. South There's so great far? places there too. So. <laughs> exactly. Fabian, it has been wonderful speaking with you today. Tell, tell everyone uh, the best way to learn about you or contact you. Uh, well, there's a couple places, uh, you know, we've been talking about bold hearts the whole time. And, um, if, if you are someone who would like to take your business beyond where it is now, I recommend going to boldheart.com. Yes, of course, it's my website and all of that, but really just about shifting the, the, the capacity for what you think feel that you deserve to receive in your life. And what I mean by that is go to the success stories. Even if we never work together, read woman after woman after woman who shares how she's gotten to a million with little kids at home or whatever. And if you were behind her on the grocery store line, you would never imagine that she's making 80 or 100,000 a month but just regular people. So just like go to Bold Heart, read some of those and just be like, wow, this woman Fabienne is normalizing that this is possible. And then if you want to read the book, I'm happy to give it to you for free. Just meet me halfway by paying, you know, if you're in the US, it's $2.95 for shipping. It just shows me that like, I'm not just wasting this, like eight years of writing this book. You can go to The Leveraged Business Book dot com uh it's free there for that that little shipping price the leveraged businessbook.com and i'm on all the social media all, all of it so you can find me at fabienne or fabienne fred stuff like that i love it i spent some time on fabienne's site and don't forget to watch the video on the homepage. scroll down a little bit i think it says documentary or story of, of bold heart I love it. Watch it. It's very inspirational. You will find yourself in that video. A lot of women say that um, sometimes uh, they get tears in welling up in their eyes when they hear the truth of what their experience is about being a woman in business. It's true for men who lead with their hearts, too. We don't exclude the men, of course. <laughs> of course. Fabian, thank you so much for your time and your lovely thoughts and philosophies today and proven methods such mm -hmm. as the leveraged business book. <laughs> yep. Thanks Thank you, you guys. You're so, you're so warm and so generous. And I just, I really enjoyed my time with you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Brought to you by Brandface, the only comprehensive personal brand building system across the globe.